for being here, my friend. I'm Vonna Davis, and from my heart, I welcome you to the Midlife Confidence Podcast, the show that will help you skip the midlife crisis and fulfill your midlife quest. I found the key to growing in our middle years lies in managing our own mind. I want to teach you to reimagine your identity and purpose and live a life full of possibility. Join me on a journey to discover your midlife confidence. Hello and Merry Christmas. Today is going to be a very simple podcast. Christmas is coming in a few days and I just want to share a few Christmas memories that have touched me over the years. I'm sure that you have lots of sweet Christmas stories in your life too. That's one awesome thing about being in midlife. We've experienced so many things and learned from all of it. Well, about six years ago, it was 2014, Our son, Sean, was just finishing his first year in the Marine Corps. He'd been through boot camp, training as an MP, and then for a couple of months at the end of the year, he was on assignment in Washington State on a project providing security for the Navy as they refueled nuclear submarines. His unit couldn't leave until the job was done, and the leadership couldn't tell them when they'd be done or if it would be in time for Christmas. So they couldn't commit to a timeline and kept saying, maybe, maybe not. So Sean couldn't book a flight or make plans to come home. And finally, as Christmas got closer, we realized he really wasn't going to be able to come home. We were all sad about it. We really wanted to see him. And it was especially hard for me to think of him being alone in the barracks for Christmas. It had been a long, challenging year for him. And this was just one more frustration. So my mama heart was pretty tender about the whole thing. So Christmas Eve came and we had planned to call with Sean that evening and all the family was going to join in. As the time for the call got closer, I was in the kitchen with my hubby Mike and my daughter Taryn doing all the Christmas Eve stuff that moms do. We were getting kind of disappointed though with our youngest son Carver. He was supposed to be home with us to join the call with Sean, but he was late. He texted and said he was finishing up shopping and would be home as soon as he could. Finally, Carver did get home, and so we're all just hanging out, chatting in the kitchen. And so what you're going to hear next is an actual audio recording of what happened. So I'm going to play that here and see if you can follow what's going on. That's pretty awesome. 
So that was a lot of commotion, but I'm sure you picked up that Sean surprised us and showed up on Christmas Eve. What you heard was the audio from a video that Sean took on his phone. You heard him sneak into the house, get the piano set up in the front room and start playing, and then all the commotion of my daughter and I screaming. I'll never forget suddenly hearing the piano playing in the front room, playing Amsterdam by Coldplay to be exact. And I had this moment that's still frozen in my memory as I tried to process what I was hearing and who could be possibly playing the piano. It didn't make sense. We were all in the kitchen together. And then in a flash, I realized there was only one possible answer. It had to be Sean. He's the only piano player in our family, and Coldplay is his signature music. Taryn seemed to comprehend it at the same time, so we both screamed and ran into the front room, and there he was, Sean the Marine, sitting, playing Coldplay, cool as a cucumber, like it was no big deal. You heard him saying, how's it going? As you can imagine, there was lots of hugging and telling the story after that. So apparently Sean's platoon commander told them the mission was done all of a sudden without any warning and that he could go home. So he called Carver and they planned the surprise together. Carver wasn't out shopping at all. He was at the airport picking up his big brother. This is still such a sweet memory. Being together with our family and the ones we love is the most powerful draw in our heart and soul, isn't it? And even more so on these most meaningful holidays. So here we are doing Christmas 2020 pandemic style. And most of us are separated from loved ones for one reason or another. This year, Taryn, who you heard screaming with me, is in London with her husband, and they decided not to try to come home for Christmas because of COVID. My parents and siblings didn't have our traditional Christmas breakfast party yesterday. Instead, we had a Zoom get-together. We talked and we played Buzzword, which, by the way, actually worked pretty well if you're looking for an idea that works online. And it was still so good to hang out together, even if it was on a screen. And all this brings me to another story from our past. This one took place probably about 15 or 16 years ago. We were living in Reno, and my younger sister Darcy came to spend Christmas with us. I always enjoyed being around Darcy. We like a lot of the same things, like artsy stuff and books and going to classes. She flew in all the way from Minneapolis. To have her stay with us took some extra preparation. We had to order a big oxygen tank to be ready for her. Even though Darcy was pretty young, not even 40 yet, she had been suffering with lupus for her whole adult life, and she's one of the ones who had a really hard time with it. She had so many hospital stays and procedures and surgeries as the disease attacked her body, especially her lungs. She had two lung transplants, and that's why she needed the oxygen. And one of the hard things about her illness is that she had always loved music and singing, but of course with these lung problems it became hard for her to sing anymore. She had a small travel oxygen tank to take along with her out of the house, but in the house she would hook up to the big one, and she would also use that to fill up her portable tank. So we got that all set up and we had fun including her in all of our Christmas traditions. And one of our favorite family traditions was cutting our own Christmas tree down. 
We drive about 45 minutes into Dog Valley and tramp around in the snow, debating which was the perfect tree. We'd cut it down and haul it to our car and tie it on and then get home and inevitably find that it was still too tall for our 20-foot ceiling. And then we'd trim some more off and Mike would actually brace it with screws into the wall because these trees were so tall we would be afraid it would tip over. And then I would have to get a ladder to get to the top and decorate it. We have lots of epic Christmas tree hunt stories. But this year we were so excited to share it with Darcy. So we got up to the mountain and as soon as we stopped... Darcy hesitantly told us that her travel oxygen tank had tipped over on the way and all the oxygen had leaked out. That was bad news, and we wanted to turn right around and go home. But Darcy insisted she would be okay and wanted us to go get our perfect tree. She said she'd wait in the car instead of walking around to conserve her oxygen levels. Well, we were worried, but we didn't actually know that much about her condition, so we decided that she must know if she would be okay. So I stayed with her, and as you can imagine, the rest of the family double-timed it and got a tree cut ASAP so we could get back quick. We were up at 5,700 feet elevation, which definitely wasn't helping. Darcy was pretty quiet, and I kept watching her, and on the way home, she was actually turning blue. Yeah, it's a real thing. She was really blue, and Mike was driving as fast as he could to get home quick. We lifted her into the house and got her hooked back up to the big tank, and we were so relieved to see her color come back and her breathe easy again. And I was so touched that she didn't want to ruin our tree experience and got through her own discomfort with no complaining at all, which was so typical of her. It was a memorable Christmas in so many ways, and it meant a lot to me to have my sister there in my home, sharing the time with us and getting to know our kids. Her health continued to decline, and in a year or two after that, she passed on to the other side. I learned so much from her graceful way of living in such a challenging circumstance. I visited her in Minneapolis a couple of times, and she lived in very humble inner-city conditions. And yet she made it lovely in her own way. On her fridge, she kept a quote which exemplified her life so well. I just have to share it with you. It was by William Henry Channing. And he wrote, To live content with small means. To seek elegance rather than luxury. And refinement rather than fashion. To be worthy, not respectable. And wealthy, not rich. To study hard, think quietly, talk gently, act frankly, to listen to stars and birds, to babes and sages, with open heart, to bear all cheerfully, to all bravely await occasions, hurry never. In a word, to let the spiritual, unbidden and unconscious, grow up through the common. This is to be my symphony." It's just so perfect. It perfectly describes her and how she lived. And I wonder how this poet from the 1800s could know my sister so well. I truly miss her so much. She's been gone for 14 years. And here's what's so beautiful about celebrating the birth of Christ this week. Because he was born and lived and completed his mission, he conquered death 
which means he ultimately conquered the separation of us from our loved ones. We can trust that our present separation is temporary and our ultimate reunion is inevitable. So as I remember these sweet and tender Christmas stories, I imagine that day that will surely come when I will hear Darcy singing and realize that Darcy's in the house and will holler with joy and run to her and give hugs. There will be all kinds of joyful commotion as we celebrate our reunion. That's how it will be for all of us as we reunite with our loved ones and all because a baby named Jesus was born and lived and conquered death. Be peaceful, be powerful, and love your radiant heart. And by the way, I'm taking the advice I give my clients. I'm taking time for myself, for my family, and for Christmas this week. So there won't be a podcast next week. I will be back in 2021.